Welcome to Scary Savannah and Beyond, and this is going to be another episode of our So this is the Tybeon police blotter from the week of May something to May the other something. May 1st through May 14th. Okay, that does clarify things. Thank you so much. So without further ado, please tell us what has been going on on this island of debauchery. Let's see if we've gotten back to our normal odors emitting and such. And such. On Tuesday, May 2nd, Around 3.30 p.m., one of our officers was monitoring traffic along Butler Avenue when he checked a vehicle speed at 42 miles per hour in a 30-mile-per-hour zone. Well, we already know that this is not going to end well. Probably some motors involved. (laughs) After stopping the vehicle, the officer noticed the driver had slurred speech, bloodshot eyes, and an odor similar to that of an alcoholic beverage emitting from his breath. This time it's his breath, not the body. Well, that's probably an upgrade from the previous one. I assume he only drank one-fifth of whatever it was he had. During the course of the subsequent investigation, the officer found additional evidence to suggest that the man had been operating the motor vehicle while under the influence of alcohol. I'm not even going to act like I'm shocked. (laughs) I think from now on you should just start the reports just saying alcohol, and then we just post a picture of a car (laughs) because it seems like that's where this goes. After placing the man under arrest, officers located an open container of alcohol in the driver's door of the vehicle. He's being sneaky with it. They never think to look in the driver's side door. Now, first thing they do is they go right to that passenger side, and that's their first mistake. And only the you know professional tenured employees of the police department think to look in the driver's side door. The man was then charged with speeding, open container, and DUI. Was that the safe or the less safe version? It did not specify the version of that one. We did have one of our listeners clarify for us what the less safe version is, and I think it pertains to the amount of alcohol in the person's system and various other facts that I did not memorize, so I'm not sure. I think also if you fail, if you decline to take the field sobriety test, that has an effect on your charge as well. That could be it. But the listener that sent that to us, thank you so much for doing that. We appreciate you guys watching out for us since clearly I'm not a lawyer. Yeah, we'll explain that next week maybe when I remember to look at it again. (laughs) I read it, but I forgot. I did read it. I did. I promise. Wednesday, May 3rd, 2023. Did I say 2022 at the beginning of this episode? I don't know, I think but I, did I think at this it's... point, everybody probably already thinks you're clearly lost. <laughs> I did. It's 2023, you people. I'm back in the right year now. Perfect. Officers responded to a restaurant in reference to a possible hit and run. While speaking with our team, the victim stated that he had been approached by restaurant staff during his meal, who informed him that a local man had just backed into his vehicle and left the scene. <sighs> Luckily, the employees were able to provide both a suspect vehicle description and the name of the driver. How very fortunate. Yeah. While on scene, an officer spotted the suspect vehicle driving by and performed a traffic stop. He just drove on on by like usual. (laughs) Let me guess where this is going. Upon approaching the driver's window, the officer immediately smelled a strong odor similar to that of an alcoholic drink emitting from within. That is shocking. During the course of the subsequent investigation, the officer found additional evidence to suggest that the man had been operating the motor vehicle while under the influence. He was placed under arrest and charged with improper backing and DUI. 
I guess the officer in this situation knew the first step was to check the driver's side door of the vehicle, and that must be where the additional evidence was located. I just imagine it was a truck for some reason, and that there was just a whole bunch of empty beer cans That's crushed the door in the open, back. And it's just, yeah. just poured out everywhere. <laughs> on Tuesday, May 4th, one of our officers was on patrol in the area of Butler Avenue when he attempted to stop a vehicle for having an expired registration. After turning on his lights and sirens, The officer noted that the vehicle began to straddle the double yellow line for three to four blocks, then finally coming to a stop. Upon approaching the driver's window, the officer immediately noticed an odor similar to that of an an alcoholic alcoholic drink drink emitting from within. Why does everyone drink and drive around here? Because it's party island. It's ridiculous. Everyone parties, and they steal cars, and then they improperly back into other cars with said cars. (laughs) He also spotted two open beers in the center cup holders. He wasn't even trying to hide it in the driver's door. He They'll never think, to look there, see these these educated cops, they look in the driver's side door, but they don't think about that center console. <laughs> During the course of the subsequent investigation, the officer found additional evidence to suggest that the man was operating the motor vehicle while under the influence. So he had even more than just the two open drinks. Ah, additional evidence. He was then placed under arrest and charged with expired registration, Open container and DUI. Glad they got him off the streets. He was a threat to humanity, (laughs) is what it sounds like. Later that same day, officers responded to an address near 17th Street and 2nd Avenue in reference to a fight. While speaking with officers, the victim stated that she had been working on a house with two men when her wallet went missing. When she asked about the wallet, one of the men became irate and began physically assaulting the woman as he knocked her to the ground. How dare you accuse me of stealing your wallet, punch? <laughs> At that time, the woman began to spray bear spray, hitting both men and causing the attacker to retreat. The woman then ran outside where she called 911. What's bear spray like pepper spray? But That's like what for the, bears? our daughters told us about. They go camping and hiking and such up in the mountains, and they said that you need bear spray. I think it's super concentrated pepper spray mm. that is sufficient to dissuade a bear from eating you or on your a man trip. from assaulting you in this case if it works on a bear you can only imagine that it's probably pretty useful on a human being while speaking with the woman the officers noted that she had fresh injuries on her face and was complaining of pain from where the man reportedly struck her officers also noted that the suspect was belligerent throughout the course of the entire investigation and appeared to be Heavily intoxicated. Well, how else are you going to be doing construction work unless you're just heavily intoxicated? He was ultimately placed under arrest and charged with simple battery. So what's the difference between simple battery and complex battery? Or is there such a thing? I do not know. Is there a complex battery? We need to talk to moral lawyers. Yes. Tell us all the forms of battery that can be charged. There's complex. There's advanced battery. There might even be... You know, secret batteries. I don't think those are things. Well, if you were on my level in the legal system, I think there's like different forms of assault. More clarified. Mm -hmm. Yeah. On Friday, May 5th, an officer was on patrol in the area of North Campbell Avenue when he came across a golf cart stopped in the middle of the road. Could he see the odors in the air before (laughs) he smelled them? While speaking with the officer, the driver claimed that after driving over a speed bump, the golf cart had just shut off and wouldn't move anymore. That well, happens that, to me sometimes. That could happen. I've seen <laughs> I do that go happen. flying okay, over speed so bumps. so far the story checks out. <laughs> I do go pretty fast over speed bumps unintentionally sometimes. Yeah, if we didn't have seatbelts, you would have thrown me and my dad off the back of the golf cart. But, hey, that's neither here nor there. 
During this time, the officer noticed that the man's speech was slurred and that there was a heavy odor similar to that of an alcoholic drink emitting from his breath. <laughs> ah, as you do. When asked if he would be willing to submit to standardized field sobriety testing to ensure he was capable of operating a motor vehicle, the man refused. He was then placed under arrest and charged with DUI at less safe. There it is right See, there, yeah, the less safe It has DUI. something to do with him refusing the test. Okay. Put two and two together, and it turns out that this man is off the streets and the golf cart's probably in the water hazard. Yeah, what happened to the water, uh, to the golf cart? If it's anything like the golf cart's on a golf course where the people are drunk, it's probably in the drink. On Sunday, May 7th, One of our officers was monitoring traffic in the area of Butler Avenue when he spotted two vehicles that appeared to be racing. As the vehicles approached his location, the officer checked their speed at 54 miles per hour in a 30 mile per hour zone. Those are rookie numbers if you're out there racing, I'm telling you right now. At that time, the officer activated the lights and sirens and attempted to conduct a traffic stop on both. In response, one vehicle pulled over while the other kept going. Gotcha, sucker. Got him. (laughs) While speaking with the driver of the vehicle that stopped, the officer learned that the man did not have a license. Why would he have a license? Does he have a name? I'm wondering. Why would he have a license? Was the car stolen? Probably. I'm sure it was, whether or not it was, you know, charged with it. He was then placed under arrest and charged for speeding and driving without a license. Later that same day, officers responded to the Tybee Island Pier and Pavilion in reference to a shot having been fired in the bathroom. That's not something we hear very often. During the course of the investigation, officers learned that a man had been unloading on the toilet. Oh, wow. If you don't finish this (laughs) sentence, I think that right there sort of tells the whole story. When the handgun he was holding went off and fired around into the floor. <laughs> yeah, that went not where I expected. <laughs> Why does he have a gun in the bathroom? Why is he unloading in the bathroom is what I want to know. Yeah, I think this, is, this um, person that writes this is getting really clever. <laughs> they must know we're here. He was then placed under arrest and charged with reckless conduct and discharging a firearm on the property of another. And unloading in a bathroom <laughs> because that's severe. While officers were on scene, a second man came forward and reported that he had apparently been hit in the leg by shrapnel during the incident, but refused all medical treatment. He I was unloading in the bathroom, and some of it got on me. <laughs> oh, no. It's true. On Monday, May 8th, officers responded to a local condominium complex in reference to a man passed out in front of the building. After several failed attempts to wake the man, Officers were forced to use painful stimuli in order to get a response. Once awake, the man was extremely sluggish and needed assistance in getting to his feet. When asked if he knew where he was, the man believed himself to be in Florida before changing his response after spotting a sign that read Tybee Island. After several unsuccessful attempts to determine where the man was staying, officers placed him under arrest for public drunkenness. During the booking process, officers discovered a bag of white powder among the man's belongings. Uh Uh-oh. I bet it ain't chalk. After being advised of his Miranda rights, the man claimed that the powder was ketamine. He's getting (laughs) balked as he doesn't know where he is. (laughs) The substance was taken into evidence and will be sent to the Georgia Bureau of Investigations Crime Lab for testing and positive identification. So they're going to send it with those two or three Advil they get each week. (laughs) Hopefully they do it in the order in which it was received. 
On Tuesday, May 9th, one of our officers was on patrol in the area of Highway 80 when he spotted a vehicle failing to maintain its lane. After conducting a traffic stop, the officer noticed that the driver's eyes had a glassy appearance. So he's going from glossy to glassy. Oh, it's getting classy mm-hmm. with the glossy to glassy. As the officer proceeded to explain the reason for the stop, the man replied that it made sense and that he had, quote, broken the Lord's trust, dooming his soul eternally. Wow, this must be me. <laughs> it sounds like something I would have said at a traffic I stop. Know. During the course of the subsequent investigation, I'll let everybody down. The officer found evidence to suggest that the man had been operating the motor vehicle while under the influence. Doesn't was, seem to line up with what you said about this story so far. I, I mean, know. what a sober take to have. Mm-hmm. He was just doomed for eternity. Wow, well, he did break the Lord's trust, and that's something you ought not to do. He was then placed under arrest and charged with failure to maintain lane and DUI of the less safe variety. So he wouldn't take the test. It doesn't appear Probably. So. Maybe. On Wednesday, May 10th, officers were dispatched to the area of Highway 80 after receiving a be on the lookout for a possible drunk driver drifting into oncoming traffic. While checking the area, one officer spotted the suspect vehicle and watched as it immediately crossed over the yellow line, almost striking the median in the process. As the officer continued to observe, the vehicle failed to maintain its lane several more times, prompting him to initiate a traffic stop. As he did so, the vehicle crossed over the double yellow line and both lanes of oncoming traffic before coming to a stop on the wrong side of the road. While speaking with the driver, the officer noticed that her speech was slurred and that there was an odor similar to that of an alcoholic drink emitting from the vehicle. Well, she did pull over. I mean, come on. What more do you want? (laughs) During the course of the subsequent investigation, the driver initially refused to exit the vehicle when instructed and would later refuse to participate in field sobriety testing. I think that says all we need to know. I can't imagine why they would refuse such a genial offer. She was then placed under arrest and charged with failure to maintain lane, failure to exercise due care. Wow, this list goes on for a long time. Expired registration, no insurance, tag light required, tags 30 days to register vehicle, new resident 30 days to obtain license, driving while license suspended, reckless driving, DUI less safe, and refusal to sign a citation. So this looks like she's a newly Tybee found, like she just uh Just got here. here. i got to go ahead and work she's on the rap first, sheet. I'm going to get them all in the first day. She got her first DUI in the first 30 days, it looks like. <laughs> Along with quite a few other charges, <laughs> yeah. it seems, yeah. On Saturday, May 13th, officers responded to a local condominium complex in reference to a man who had broken into the pool area and was actively throwing furniture. Oh, they found me. They finally found me. While officers were still en route, our dispatch center received multiple 911 calls about a man in a purple shirt and jeans attempting to fight people on the sidewalk. As they arrived on scene, officers spotted a man matching the suspect's description and immediately noticed that he was acting in an erratic manner. As if under the influence of drugs. Alcohol and and or or drugs. drugs. As officers attempted to speak with the suspect, one of his friends walked up, at which time the suspect sprinted away from the scene screaming. (laughs) (laughs) You'll never catch me. (laughs) All right, boys. (laughs) Officers then followed the suspect to a nearby condo building where he turned and took an aggressive stance towards officers as if preparing to fight before running away once more. 
He then ran upstairs and forced his way into a condo occupied by several women. Uh-oh. At which point, our officers were able to corner him. As they moved to place the suspect under arrest, he continued to struggle and attempt to pull away until he was finally secured in handcuffs. While being escorted from the building, the suspect continuously screamed profanities and attempted to spit on our team. Once in the rear seat of the patrol car, the suspect kicked the windows multiple times in an attempt to damage the vehicle and or escape. He was subsequently charged with disorderly conduct, obstruction, criminal trespass, and interference with government property. That's what happens when you try to kick the windows out of a police cruiser. Probably not your best option when you're already in the back seat. Yeah, it seems like you should have had more charges than just those I know. There should be some less safe varieties of something going on here, Surely he was under the influence of drugs. And or alcohol. Yeah. Well, I guess that's the disorderly conduct. Oh, yeah, it would make sense. So just hit him with two of those. He wasn't operating a motor vehicle, so. He was trying to. Yeah. He was trying to operate the <laughs> windows right out into the floor. Later that day, officers responded to the area of Fisherman's Walk in reference to a hit and run involving a pedestrian. While speaking with our team, a woman stated that she had been walking through the parking lot when a pickup truck backed into her. According to the woman, she began to exchange words with the driver who admitted to hitting her, but claimed that it was her fault for being in the way. The truck then left the scene. Look, I tell you what, first of all, he shouldn't have backed out in front of me. And you know what? That's your fault for backing out in front of me. And I mean, I just had to hit you. Come on. She's not in a car. That's your fault for existing somewhere near the side. Look, if you don't want to get hit by the car, then why are you standing in the sidewalk? (laughs) When asked, the woman declined medical treatment but indicated a desire to pursue charges if and when the suspect vehicle is located. He was last seen at a bar on Tybion <laughs> and Tybrisa. That's the best place to go look. That's probably <laughs> where he's him. at right now. Yeah. So it looks like the traffic went down for a while until this past Mother's Day weekend. We had uh, almost 11,100 coming on and off. That's what it looks like. And then we had the usual dogs on the beach, smoking on the beach. But there was one that was new. It was pier okay. jumping. There was pier one, jumping. one code enforcement for pier jumping. So you someone know jumped that off the that water pier. at the end of the pier is only about six feet deep at times. You well, jump off and you probably at break high your tide, legs. At high tide, it's fine. Oh, it's probably still not that deep. It might be deep enough mm-hmm. to not like break your legs or something. But what kind of moron jumps off a pier? Probably now, one. After I say that, my dad told me a story of my granddad odor. doing it, but he was in WWII, <laughs> so I think he's probably crazy enough or was. This person probably had an odor emitting from some part of their body, or all of their body, <laughs> as the case may be. In some instances, it's not even a part; it's just like their aura. And he probably accidentally fired a shot. Like one, well, there was a shot involved, I'm sure, probably several. Yeah, Yeah. you know, if we talked to one of these spiritual paranormal people we talked to, they would probably be able to see the aura of alcohol floating around the person. Yeah, probably. So that's going to do it for this week's installment of the Tabby Allen Police Blotter. Thank you for tuning in, and please keep an eye out for future updates when you learn more about odors emitting and or the use of vehicles to drive on sidewalks. Do not drink and drive, people. Don't that's do like it. That's like my new man- mantra. I, I have never no realized. No odors. Don't emit odors. I, I've just never realized how many people drink and drive all the time. And not even with the license. But yeah. that's probably why they don't have a license. Probably. Because they lost it at a previous encounter with the law involving alcohol and or odors emitting. I'm sure. So we'll talk to you next time. 